episode 50. Welcome back, boys. Just can't believe we've made it this far, all the way to, you know, the half century mark, our 50th episode. It's been a uh, long and fun road so far, and can't wait till we get to episode 500, right? I mean, wow. it feels, I mean, it's, it's crazy when you look at the, I guess, the arc of our podcast. It started, I think, pretty much just about a year ago, and started off just me and Kevin. We brought on our friend Nick for a couple episodes, and then we kind of went back to me and Kev and then Connor's been here. And I think this is what we're going to roll with for the long haul. And I just want to say thank you to both of you guys for showing up here every week with me and happy episode 50. Hey, Hey, I haven't been here for all 50, but no, a good amount of them 50 with you. You were there early on. Yeah, You were there early too. Yeah. I think we were going to do a rumor mill and then we just said, let's just, let's just make this permanent. So, and then one of us was sick, you would hop in for a, yeah, you were like a background from the start. Yeah. No, for sure. You can do that. Hmm. We had a group chat from the start. We were all, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been a great ride. I'm just crazy to see 50. Most Most podcasts don't make it to 20 episodes. I saw stats like 80% of podcasts fail by like episode 19. So, and speaking of stats for episode number 50, Kevin. Don't do Give it. me a number fifty, Kevin. Don't do it. I wasn't yeah, that's a tough one. I you were. I know you were prepared. Oh my God. There is a future Hall of Fame goaltender out of the Chicago, Illinois Blackhawks who wore the number fifty. Bro, I'm, I'm not. Come on, that's a layup. No, I'm not hockey like that. I will say, Corey I'm Crawford. Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford. Oh, Corey yeah, Crawford. That bro. Guy. Guy, yeah, that guy, that guy. That guy was pretty good. He did some things. He did some things. It's crazy, you know. It will, I actually want to touch on them. I guess we'll get more of the West. But I was thinking the other day and just like hearing that, you know, Kane's hurt and he might not want to be traded for the chance to play with Bedard. And I just thought, like, I'm so thankful that the Bruins didn't have this crazy downtime after their original first runs. It's like you got to give some credit to the Bruins organization for not just fucking up like Chicago did. And I know we we say a lot less swears in the pods now. You know who you have to thank? Peter Shirelli. Nope. (laughs) Don Sweeney was in charge of the retool. No, 100%. He did a good job. I mean, he traded Lucic at the right time. He traded Dougie Hamilton at the right time. He got Martin Jones, traded that guy right away at the right time. And he he did like – the thing is, is we give Sweeney so much shit, but like he drafted, he drafted McAvoy. He developed Pasternak. He drafted a guy like Trent Frederick, who's being an impact player in your team. He traded for Taylor Hall and Hampus Lindholm. That was the retool. That right there was it. And it's ridiculous. And, and then again, he, I mean, he, he's kept a good enough relationship with a guy like Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci that they're paying, they're playing for one quarter of what they're worth. Let's just kick it right into it. It's time. It's time. It's time to get that dirty water. We were already pretty much doing it, so we had to just jump in. But another, so here's my next question for you. The biggest thing we give Don shit for, right, is the 2015 draft. Absolutely. Now that we've seen Jake break out and be clearly a top you know, 10 player from that draft. And we know Zaboral is an NHL talent. Shenishin was a miss. How much shit do you guys still give Don for that draft on a scale of one to 10? If we were at a 10 last year, where are you at now? Let me, let me ask you this. Let me kick it back to you. I'm going to use a different sport analogy. 
if you're hitting over 300 in the MLB, are you good or are you bad? If you do it your whole career, you're looking at possibly a Hall of Fame. If you have some, if you have yeah. some, uh, have a couple th- World Series in there. So here's what we're gonna do. Since I have some extra time tomorrow, I'm gonna go through the draft. Oh, he's not a bad drafter. He's not a bad drafter started, at all. And I'm gonna list all the draft picks, and we're gonna we'll say a whiff or not. Yeah. And we'll give his batting average. I think that would be something fun to do. I'm gonna it's way that. better than people think. I've looked at I've looked at this before, and then it, then it gets me the next thing. And this is our next topic on the sheet, and then I'll let you guys go. Pavel Zaka extension. How do we feel about it? Because Don Sweeney has pretty much only had good signings, and I know we shit yeah. on him for, for you no, know, no. But even Nosek, they play huge roles on this team. They mm. do. Nick Felino overpaid for what he does. Yes. Nick Foligno, a huge impact player on this team? Yes. So you're telling me he's only going to go pound his fucking face in? What a hot mic. That was a hell of a hot mic. That was, I was at work today, and um, people were like, you see this video of Nick Foligno? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did see Foligno. Yeah. But uh, how do you guys feel about the Zaka extension? Who wants to start it? Go ahead. Connor. Connor. I can go, yeah. Uh, I like it. Um it also helps that as soon as he signs, it comes out, gets two goals, three points, and that went over Philly. So the thing is, like, I feel like Zaka still hasn't even hit his potential. Like, that's the crazy thing about it. Like, possibly, uh, Pavel Zaka can legit be a 15, 20 goal scorer. He really hasn't had to do it on this team. He hasn't needed to go out there and score. But it's everything else that you see, all his secondary tangibles. Like his motor, his defense, everything, his versatility. He's doing it all for this team that may not show up in the stat sheet, but he's there. He's making a presence felt. And these veteran guys, they love it. So I'm all about it. Bring him in. And I think it's going to help Pasta not want to stay here too. So I'm all for it. Good job, Don. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some pros and cons to the signing. I think a a big pro is obviously signing him. You're keeping him next year. He's probably going to play on the top line, assuming nobody comes back. One or two. One or two. He's going to play with top talent. And I think. I think he can. I think he can. I mean, it's obvious. He plays on, you know, what I like to call the checks mix line. Um, but right you know, after that, that also is my favorite. Yeah, right. Game, and we're but, playing this week and I'm beating you. I haven't even looked at it yet this week, so I haven't changed my lineup. You're welcome. Oh, I wonder why you're winning, dude. Um, I mean, I'm in first. I'm 11 and three. I beat everyone, but yeah, I've only beaten you once. Anyway, yeah. um, so I think that you know, you and I have previously had this discussion where you know we equal out every million dollars to about 10 points Correct. in the league. So with this extension, you're expecting him to get somewhere between 45 and 50 points a year. It's gonna do it which, this year. I think he can definitely do better than that when he plays on a line with top talent. Yeah. So with the cap going up in the future, I think this deal looks good. The con that I'm going to take out of this is to me anyway, I think it puts the writing on the wall for what we're going to see out of Don Sweeney. And I think that this kind of puts the Bo Horvat question out of question at this point. Yeah, it's hard to – I was talking to my dad about that today, and I was like, I don't know if Horvat's still a possibility with him being at this number. Because if I, it is a rental. I, yeah, I just – I don't, we could be wrong, but it, it could it still happen? Yes. 
but major moves would have to be made to get you there. Yes. And I don't think you're making major locker room shocking moves to a team that's playing this good. Like last year, yeah, I'd be all for it. But this, no, like you're just not going to do that. And you wouldn't have to necessarily make those like huge shocking moves now. Like no. you could add him as a rental in moving some some bodies out like a Craig Smith and a Mike Riley who aren't factoring into the lineup on a daily basis. But in the offseason, you're going to have to trade somebody in the ilk of Jake DeBrusque, Brandon Carlo, or Matt Grizzlick. Yeah, I don't – it's like I could see Carlo and Grizzlick. I could. I don't see DeBrusque. DeBrusque is just – his value is so high at his amount of money. DeBrusque had four – That's, the, that's why you would trade him in my opinion. Yeah, because – If you're bringing a top six body in – To me, he, he's uh, got it. He's worth – He's worth a lot right now. And I think he's going to be – I see DeBrush just still going up. But then again, like, there you need center. So, it's. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I think as Bruins fans, we need to realize that, hey, that we need to really appreciate this season we're getting right now. And we need to be okay with a down year or two before they get back because what more can you ask for than what we have right now? Yeah. Like, it's tough. It's like – if we have a couple down years because we go all in for this season, I'm really okay with that. Yeah. And for me, like this summer screams the Dougie Hamilton and Milan yes. Lucic trade. It will like, be. We're definitely going to see something. Unless, that. unless they win Patrice and Krejci say, Hey, we're coming back again. We'll do it for cheaper. And then it's like, Okay, they let's still ride. have to move bodies. They do, they do, but it's like, okay, let's ride. So because this, this Pavel Zaka extension made it worse for this. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, I remember when I was looking at it a few weeks back, I'd written an article, and I, for the life of me, can't remember what it was called or what the whole premise was. Um, but it was generally about the cap space and Don Sweeney having next year, and the bonus overages are just going to completely gut the team. It's that like on top of million. no, it's four, four and a half million. Four and a half, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's more than Jake DeBrusque is making on this team. That's going to count against your cap next year because you're in LTIR yeah. currently, unless yeah. you can make some changes now. I don't see it happening quick enough. Like if if they want to impact significantly, they need to make a move within the next two weeks, not wait until the deadline. Which it it does seem like this is as quiet. Like last year at this time, we were firing out rumors. We we see, I think all three of us see some stuff, but nothing that's that tangible. Nothing that's that. Nothing worth sure writing home about. No, literally. like it's it's quiet. And I think it's just a ring endorsement that the cap needs to go up because it, as the NHL is growing in viewership, which it is, the NHL is having its best season it's had. And I think hockey is as popular as it's ever been. There's so many people, I think, even in our own lives who are non-conventional hockey fans. We're now hockey fans. And that's great. But the money has to follow it too. Because trades Sam and Don in action. Need to go knock on uh, the Jacobs yeah. door and say, hey, you need to go tell Gary. Yeah, I mean, he's like the most powerful owner. Like, mm-hmm. So we, I, I But he's also to- one of the cheapest. You know, we say that and everyone says it, but the Bruins are at the cap almost every year. The, the rink is beautiful. They've upgraded yeah. it a hundred times. There's bars now, there's restaurants, there's hotels, there's everything. I, it, everyone says it and says it and says it. Is he really, though? He's I guess given, it's... For the last decade, he's given us a nice place to watch games and a great product on the ice. I think it's kind of bullshit. 
I guess it's kind He's of the no same John argument Henry. as Don Sweeney and, you know, his drafting. Like, you've yeah. got a lot of wins and you've got yeah. losses. Like, traditionally, the Jacobs family has been very anti-against raising the cap or having no cap, etc. They want yes. that very low and regulated because they make more money. Sure. Yeah. Has he done all these, you know, nice things as far as arena upgrades yeah. or whatever? He's done some, yeah, but you got rid of the yellow seats that were spacier, pissed everybody off with the new seats and... They're not that yeah, bad. Kevin can speak to it more than I can. I fit I mean, just pleasantly a, in the seats. I'm a big guy. <laughs> it's tight sometimes, man. Not as tight I mean, as Fenway. Yeah, Fenway was a little tight. Fenway, Fenway. You I feel, like no, that's where that's where we sit in the loads now. A little spacious in the loads. Yeah, yeah, the loads. I haven't we been have to the learned. balconies because they changed the balcony. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to go up there. <laughs> the loge does have more space. We've learned that. We like it better down there. And they but, have lobster um, rolls. The food's better. Too. Lobster, but... Food's better. Wait, at the garden or at Fenway? At the, the garden. garden. The garden's food oh. is so good now. What? Dude, Dude, oh my god, that's why. Have the, you been since they redid everything? On the loads level, probably, I have like, not been insane. to Boston since 2015. Yeah, no, the rink's completely different. Like you can go, they have like there's like a little smokehouse. It's like 15 bucks. You get like pulled chicken, mac and cheese, a salad, cornbread, and a soda. Dude, like it's what? not. Like, oh, there's like bar. brisket. Yeah, food's like, way better. You have the huge bar. If you yeah. want mixed drinks, but then if you want beer, you legit go in. You walk you out. Just take it, and it just automatically just goes. It just charges like, your your Amazon account. Yeah, anything. Like, or you can get chips. You can get popcorn. Like anything in there. Everything. Just walk in, grab. You want walk out and just automatically charges you. Yeah, it's like an Amazon Pay or whatever. The whole. It's yeah, the, dude, the garden's pretty cool now. Like it's to me, it's one of that's, the best rigs. Like it's that's cool. pretty sick. Yeah. So the ones that I've been to since I moved out here, I went to the last year at the Joe Lewis Arena. The I'm first that was shitty but nostalgic. It was shitty but nostalgic, and I'll send it to you guys later, but I actually have a really cool picture. Mike Green was on the team at the time, and obviously my last name being Green. My uncle was with me, and he bought one of his jerseys, and I have a really dope picture that came out really well of him standing kind of in front of me in the loge looking over the ice, and I zoomed way out. So you see Joe Lewis Arena in the background over the top of him and then him with the jersey. But anyway, I went to the Joes last year. I went to the first year at the Little Caesars Arena the next season. That arena is off the hook. Yeah. Like they have lighting that's in the top, in like the roof. So when they did the national anthem, the entire roof lit up. That's cool. Like the flag and the seats are like this when you walk down into the bowl. That's super steep. Like, like I was in yeah, row 10. There are steep ranks. And it was wow, beautiful. And to top it all off, you can go and get some food. And there's Little Caesars pizzas. That's not. In a, that's, you can, no. that's, that's shitty. We can get Sal's pizza. Sal's food. Come yeah. on. But that's so dope. Little and Caesars like, pizza. Right? That's a like, terrible flex. Like, Little like, Caesars pizza. pizza. I can leave the game and go to Regina's. Yeah, so. little Caesar pizza. And like no, it, and I'm telling <laughs> you, like it's like full size. No, you get that at the garden. Oh, have you ever seen Sal's? It's like no, I haven't. I haven't yeah. been there since two thousand. The one slice is like, the size of your leg. <laughs> yeah, the whole length of my arm, dude. It's good. Like, let's get all right. We got. We got to get to the next topic. St. Louis is a trash hole. Yeah, everyone. Everyone. No one's gonna that. argue that. Like, come on. The Toronto Maple Leafs win. We got um we had some playoff hockey. It was great to watch Bruins Leafs on last Saturday night. 
Connor, watch it. I know Connor had cable issues with that one. Kev, how did you how did you feel about that game? Uh, I liked it. I was you liked it? it. I liked it. It was good. You know. It was playoff um, hockey. Both teams showed up to play. The stars both showed up. It was. Up to play. It got a little got a little chippy too. It did. Great fight, Felino. What? Do you remember the game? <laughs> was it Friday? <laughs> no, it was Saturday. Uh, yeah. Oh. oh, you were just watching it, weren't you? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you were doing. Yeah, he was out having some tasty adult beverages watching the hockey game. Oh, yeah. I was on my couch. The uh <laughs> That was a wild, kind of wild night. I'll talk about the game then. The bet, one of the best parts, Felino and Simmons fought for like a whole minute. They let them go. That was great. They just let those two vets fight, and they were throwing haymakers at each I other. I did see that video on Twitter. Oh, they were just going, 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 trying like to kill that. each other. Then ceremony, little nice to see you, buddy, at the bat. Like great fight after throwing haymakers, trying to murder each other at the end. It's like yeah, they're, they're Felino's turning into a little rat, huh? Yeah, I love it. Like I love. I love what Nick Foligno brings to this team. I really do. Bruins Leafs playoff game type atmosphere, and just like what will happen if the Bruins do play in the playoffs, Bruins won. Um, the Leafs are a very good team. The Leafs scare me as much as any team just because of how high-octane their offense is. Their defense will have a lot of trouble playing any of the other teams in the East, though, in the playoffs. I don't think Matt Murray is it, and I don't think their defense can handle – Tampa, Boston, I don't know that they can handle – I think it's tough. I don't know that they can handle anyone out west if they were to ever make it to the cup right now with the build they have. They're just not heavy enough. So it's like Carolina is their best possible matchup for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they, I think they, could, they would be a battle. But the Rangers, I think, would be tough against them. Jersey – and the goaltending in Toronto still is a huge question mark. Yeah, but no matter, like, I don't care what anybody says. No, it is. It's, it's a, a huge, huge question mark. mark. I I think that if Toronto in the playoffs, like let's say they got through Tampa on the first round, if they had to end up playing the Rangers, Washington, the Bruins, or Pittsburgh, it'll be a house of horrors for them because those older veteran teams are just going to beat the bag out of them. And that's where I don't. It's still tough. Their their offense scares me though. Like they can just score, 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 but can't, it's hard to win that way. Really is. I mean, they. I don't even know. Do they? They have 147 goals for. That's really. It's. It's actually like fifth in the East, so it's really not that great. Like no. at the same time, so I don't know. Matthews is hurt, which hurts them, obviously. But I guess we don't need to get any deeper into them. David Krejci, congrats, Krejci. Right? I mean, you guys want to say anything for Krejci? Krejci hit 1K. Um, he did it one, in style. In style, he did. He came out and just played a Krejci game. Three apples. Two games in a row, got dinged by having to work, and I couldn't watch the game. Yeah, that does suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yesterday was one o'clock, so I think that happened to a lot of people. The Krejci, like to me, he's like one of them. He's definitely the most underrated Bruin of our generation of Bruins. They don't win the cup in 2011, and they don't go back to either of the two last cups. And any shadow of a doubt of Krejci's impact has to be erased from your head for seeing last year's Bruins product to this year's Bruins product. It just there's no question. Like David oh Krejci's come on, kid, Eric, Eric Halla. Halla. Eric Halla. dude, they're fucking like I love like looking at like like when you see the Devils fans who are like thank you Zaka when like Hala has a third assist. I know that's not even a score that's kept, but like it. I mean, better. Like what are we talking about? Such yeah. a joke. And Hala was Jersey good didn't know what to do with him. 
No, they didn't. They didn't understand because they want him to be like a thirty goal scorer, and like it's just that's not him. Sorry, has an elite shot. This trade, Don Sweeney, fleece, same as Hall. Hmm. Well, he had help by Taylor Hall. Yeah, that one. yeah, yeah. That's unfair. even. I mean, dude, the Lindholm Lindholm trade first and back and Einan. Yeah, Plus two and, second round picks. Bumping John Moore's contract. Like, yeah, the it was a first. Fakanainen, second, second. Yeah, but the two seconds I consider John Moore. That was equal. for two point seven five mil. Yeah, pretty much. That's I mean that was the going rate last year. I wonder, like, I do think. Do you think that prices are going to be super steep because no, there's not much movement pre, or do you think they're going to be super low because there's no? Jake, I hit the bench right now. You're playing super you're low. It? You want to say it right now? We'll give we'll give a play of the day quick. We'll give a quick play of the day. Let me hit the button. I'll hit the button. We'll bring up game. Hit the button. Wasn't in the plan, but Kevin and I have been talking about a little play of the day for a bit. I mean, hour. I guess you're not going to have enough time to even get this in, but at least we'll get to say either we had a winner or a loser. Kev, what's your play? Uh, Winnipeg Jets parlayed with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Buffalo Sabres. Did you do a unit, half a unit? What'd you go with? Full unit, baby. Full unit. I'll be doing that. I'm gonna do half a unit, but I will. I will drop that down too. And back to dirty water. Ding, 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 ding. Next ten games. Last part of dirty water here. Next ten games. Bruins have two home, eight on the road. Connor, do you think that bodes well for him or bad for him? What do you think it does for this team? Well. There's two sides to the coin, but typically what you've seen this year is pretty much every team who's gone on an extended road trip has absolutely killed it. So all that, all that bonding time, always going to be a positive. Especially in the dog days of the season like this. Like, they're, get out on the road. Go experience some cities. Go have fun. I don't know if you guys watched Behind the Bee, but like, they were like, they gave Jake the puck after the Winter Classic, and then Bergie's like, now let's get to L.A., and they all started yelling. It's like the, you know, the cities are fun. So like, I think they enjoy that. Kev, how do you feel about it? It was your topic. Oh, Kevin. And, oh, it's, oh, it's been oh. like two pods. Kevin was muted and talking. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's definitely good. It's going to be a good test. Need a blooper reel. Because, uh, I mean, you have some matchups. Like you're playing the Rangers, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Toronto, Dallas, Nashville, like the Islanders play the Islanders tomorrow. Yeah, back to back. New York back to back. Yeah, you got Florida back to back, and then the Carolina. I think. Oh, it's gonna be a tough little stretch. They're gonna lose some games. I think they're gonna lose some games in there. You can't win all eighty-two. Bruins can get a hundred points by the end of March. So, but you could win eighty-one, Kevin. God, salt of the East time. With it being pretty much halfway to the playoffs, we're going to do a little half-season review now, and we're going to see who we have our playoff teams in both the East and the West. Obviously, with this being the salty old East, we'll talk about who our playoff teams are in the East first. We're going to let Kev kick it off. All right, let's go. In the Atlantic Division, we got Boston, Toronto, and Tampa leading the way. And as of right now, there are no Atlantic teams in the wild card. So... That you think it's going to stay the way it is? I really do. I really don't see Florida making that push. And 
I'm expecting Florida to be strategic sellers at this year's deadline. You are I, try to get maybe get back some of their future that they sold off. I don't no, think so. I, I don't think the future, but it's gonna be more of creating some cap space. Expect a guy like Sam Bennett to be on his way out. You do? I do. I don't. I, I think don't. he's one of the major reasons that Tuchuk wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. I think you're wrong. Maybe on his way out. There. I think they're dumb. I don't think they sell at all. But that's you can think your thing. You can think your thoughts to think about thinking. Who do you have in the Metro? In the Metro, we have Carolina leading the way. With New Jersey sitting a point behind and the Rangers sitting five. And then down the wild card, we have Washington and Pittsburgh. The old farts in Pittsburgh. So you think it's going to go just like that, huh? I really do. You see no movement. No movement at all. I know. I can see Washington getting into the top three. But I'm saying I see five Metro teams making it. I don't see a Florida, Buffalo, Detroit making a push and getting into a wild card. Okay. No, I, I don't. I mean, it'd be it's tough to argue. And Islanders, yeah. fucking phonies, man. Phonies. That bet's going to hit, and I'm going to be rich when they miss the playoffs, and I get all my money. Who do you have, Connor? So I think the Atlantic division is already wrapped up. You can sign, seal, and deliver. You're going to see Boston, Toronto, Tampa in this order at the end of the year. If you I'm, argue, I'm putting Tampa over Toronto. They have two games in hand. Yeah, I don't. I have more faith in Toronto's young guns than Tampa, to be honest with you. I don't – yeah, we'll see. I, I actually – I have Toronto too, too. I just – I'm looking at them two games in hand. Um, as far as the Metropolitan, I think Carolina is the best team currently. I think the New York Rangers have the potential to be better. I think they're going to flip-flop with New Jersey, and they're going to finish second. And – I'm torn on the next one. I think that the New Jersey Devils could potentially come in third, but I'm split with them coming in third or in the first wild card spot between them and Washington. Personally, Washington's getting healthy. They're getting some really important players back. I think they're going to make a push. They're probably going to look to add some significant talent at the trade deadline. So I think that, as far as the Metro goes, you're just going to see the flip-flop of the Rangers coming over the Devils in second. And then depending on a trade deadline, I think Washington could be your third in the Metro and you'd see New Jersey and Pittsburgh in the wild card. Which, right. that would mean that you have Bruins-Devils first round. Which I adore. <laughs> I absolutely adore that. I would much rather have Bruins-Devils than bruins Capitals. Big, big, yeah. There's Alex Ovechkin doesn't play for the Devils. Man, yeah. it's just a fact. I mean, like, I don't – Jack Hughes is dynamic, very dynamic. So do you think that that Hughes is a better star at this point, more star power than Alex Ovechkin? Is, is that what you're saying? He's more dynamic, but in the playoffs, absolutely not. When the going gets tough, Ovechkin is tough as shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's just – I, I don't know. Out of all of the superstars in the NHL, Ovechkin's the most made for the playoffs. Yeah, and I, 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 mean, I personally like, think monster. If, if you're the Bruins, and this may sound really stupid, but I think you would rather play New Jersey in the first round than a Washington. Washington is bigger, tougher, a lot more experience. Slow, though. And New Jersey is a complete wild card with 
a question mark and goal still. Yeah, yeah you I, can't argue that. I um no, actually, so you have the jer- jersey falling all the way to the last spot. You think they'll fall below Pittsburgh? No, you said first wild card. Oh first, no, fourth. Or, or, or yeah, last. Yeah. Yeah. Because Pittsburgh last. I, I would to be honest, I'd rather play New Jersey than any team in the playoffs from the East because they're young and experienced physical and they won't beat the Bruins in the playoff series. And the, I mean that's like I, I know, man. Eric Holla, man. Yeah, Holla. I, and New Jersey's good. They're gonna be good for years to come. I just they're not ready yet. It takes going to the playoffs and losing a few times before you can I mean Tampa can tell you, Washington can tell you, Boston can tell you. Yeah. Because I mean if you think about the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? Like everybody says, oh, oh yeah, they're old, whatever. But look at the team. Jeff Carter, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Ricard Raquel, you know, Jake Gensel. They're like going to be playing very good in the playoffs. It'll Just, be like the 2012 LA Kings. Like they could be the eighth team in. And win the cup. And win the cup. All they need is their goal. one of their goalies who are both pretty good to get on a little streak, a little hot streak. That's it. Yeah. It'll be dangerous. They have a lot of talent. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I look at that whole metropolitan division and I think the most dynamic best player in it right now is Jack Hughes. He's the superstar of all those teams. I fear the least in the playoffs. Right. Like, I mean, he's, he's a regular season superstar right now. No Mm -hmm. question, but it's just, the game gets so tight and the refs stop calling clutching and grabs. They stop calling elbows. They stop calling, they stop call trips game five, six and seven. Good luck, Jack. It's going to get tough. You know what I mean? So it's just, and, and I, they're a good team. For me, I have, I, I changed it up a little bit. I want to just not copy exactly what you had pretty much. But so in the Atlantic, I'm going to go Boston, Tampa, Toronto. I think Tampa, when season gets a little grittier, they have better defense and goaltending than Toronto. So I'm going to go with them over them. Either way, those three teams are locked in playoff teams, playoff juggernauts. Can't wait to watch Toronto and Tampa have to beat the shit out of each other in the first round. Other side, I'm going Carolina, Rangers, Devils, Washington, Pittsburgh. I'm just going to flip the Rangers and the Devils. I think the Devils will keep kind of – they have a decent little lead there. Like over Pitt, they have 11 points over Pittsburgh. So I think they could they should be able to hold it off if they just keep playing the way they are. The Capitals are going to make a push, though. They're getting healthier with – I mean, Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom are their deadline acquisitions. At this point, mm-hmm. right. pretty and, good. They're, and they're we, still waiting for Carlson to come back after yeah. he lost his ear. Yeah, like the three of us all, I think, I wish I had that notebook. I'm on a new notebook, but we we all, I think, had Washington missing the playoffs, and all three of us are, were wrong. They, right. Everyone did, right? We, they're, they're just, they survived. We thought the Bruins wouldn't survive having their stars out. They survived. Yeah. It proved that veteran teams figure it out, and they find ways to win. Yep. It's we we forgot that the Bruins still had pasta. We forgot that the Capitals still had Ovechkin, and those stars are still gonna score lots of goals. And they have a Kuznetsov, and we had a Bergeron, and it, like there was still obviously the Bruins are in a much they are a much better situation without Marchand and McAvoy, but still and Grizzlick. <laughs> yeah, teams with stars just figure it out, man. They figure it out. Yep. It's it's crazy because the East is so much better than the West. And like, I, we almost hit all of our West topics, just, East topics, just talking about this. The, but like only thing else we have is Josh Norris is going to be returning to the Sens, which would give them a boost. But the issue is the Sens Not are the enough. most underperform, underperforming team in the NHL this year for 
how the it factor we were talking about that they had coming into the season, it just wasn't enough. I, I actually think Connor, you were the one who said you didn't think those guys gave them enough wins. I think Kevin mm-hmm. and I were kind of more at the start leaning into Ottawa. I don't know if you're usually the skeptical one. I don't think you believed into the hype. Mm-mm, I did not. Kevin, you thing, did, right? I know I did. Yeah, I, I thought they were like, going to be a playoff team. Dude, you look at their top six and it's like, that's our study of veterans now mixed in with young guys. Like, a lot of talent was in there. So I'm not, still- I'm not like super high on Timmy Stutzla in Ottawa, personally. That's why like, eh, I'm super What's torn. His- Brady Kachuk is one of my guys, yeah, but he's a beast. Everybody's expecting a lot out of Timmy Stutzla, and I'm just very. What do you just? Mad. I mean, I know you're saying that, but you know Stutzla has 40 points in 39 games, right? Yeah, 19 goals. He has 19 goals, 21 assists. He's actually more point. He's he's a point per game, and Brady's not. Go watch him. No, I've games. watched. I know he plays a lot of outside hockey. He doesn't. He doesn't really get in as much. I know. I, I've watched a good amount of their games this year. And, yeah. and then, you know, another my eye test personally. A huge disappointment for me is, and it's crazy because DeBrinket's doing great, right? 14 goals, 24 assists, 38 points, 43 games. He's minus 16. He's a, he's a disappointment. He's a disappointment to me. But, you know, guys need to relearn how to play hockey without the most dynamic American ever to play the game on their side. Like, it's you have to relearn how to play without Kane. And that's just a fact. Like, we saw Panarin have to do it. Yep. And Panarin did it. And I think DeBrinket will do it. But like the Patrick Kane effect can't be forgotten. Like it just can't. It's like the Pasternak effect. Whoever you put them with gets a shit ton of points because they just they they just generate, 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 generate. And that's kind of it for the East. Do you guys have anything else on that? I there the East is still open, but not wide open. Things are starting to close. Every week it gets a little more closed uh, as those veteran teams just pull away or lock themselves in. Yeah, I mean. At the beginning of the year, it was quite obvious that the Eastern Conference is where a lot of the star talent went in the offseason, and we've seen a lot of the star talent be very disappointing. Because it's tougher. It's tougher. When you have to play against, when you have to play Boston, Tampa, and Toronto more times, they're learning like, hey, it's, it's not like going and playing Anaheim. It's not like going and playing San Jose. Even and like teams like, you Detroit know. Detroit is good. Yeah. Montreal, well, good. Montreal's getting butchered in the standings, but yeah, and they can I still mean, beat you on any night. Even look at another team who brought in some higher end players. Columbus Blue Jackets yeah. are getting absolutely gutted in the standings. We knew that was gonna happen. We did call that yeah. one. Well, to some degree, yeah. Yeah, we didn't think they were gonna be this bad. We thought they would be able to generate goals, but didn't go that way. It's been a little wild. <laughs> My new favorite conference. New favorite conference. The wild, wild west. What do, um, just kind of looking through here. We're going to get the west up in front of us. We're going to do the same thing. Uh, Kev, you want to lead us off, buddy? All right. So I'm going to cover the current standings right now. We got Winnipeg, Dallas, Minnesota in the central. We got Vegas, Seattle, and LA in the Pacific. With Edmonton and Calgary in the wild card. The West is going to change. That's my base thing. 
the West is so close right now with these teams. Um, that there's no way it stays this way. Right now, you have Winnipeg and Dallas have the same amount of points. Winnipeg has a game in hand. So for me, like starting the Central, I think it's going to be Dallas, Winnipeg, <sighs> Minnesota. I think those three are going to stay in there. I just don't think the the order is going to be. I feel like Dallas is going to figure it out. They're going to win. Winnipeg's good. I feel like Winnipeg, if they make some deals, shore up their third line and get a little more grittier. And when their defense gets healthy, they have a couple guys coming back soon. I think Winnipeg's going to be really good. But I think they're going to finish second in the Central with Dallas pulling that off. And Minnesota, they're, they're going to be scrappy, but they're going to stay in third. Moving on to the Pacific, I'm probably going to go hot take right here, baby. Seattle. I'm rocking Seattle. Let's go. I'm on the Seattle train. Um, I think Vegas. He is a crackhead at heart. I'm a crackhead right now. Let's go. I'm all about it. I think Vegas is going to second. I think that Mark Stone recent injury is really going to do some damage out there, especially seeing his back again. So he's probably going to be out for a little bit. Maybe we don't really know. They're still evaluating that. I just don't trust trust it enough. So I'm going Vegas second. And I think the Kings were going to pull off and they're going to stay in third just like they did last season. But the wild card is where it gets interesting. I don't think Calgary is going to make it. <sighs> Colorado is going to pull up and they're going to get a wild card spot. And I think McDavid is going to propel them, Edmonton there to stay. I think Colorado will probably take the first wild card, Edmonton the second, Calgary misses the playoffs. And you heard it here yep. first from Kevin. They just might. They just might. Connor, give us yours. Okay. So, good analysis, Kev. Really good analysis, buddy. Kevin picked Dallas, Winnipeg, Minnesota in the Central. I'm sorry for his terrible decisions, but there's no other choice than the Winnipeg Jets to win the Central Division. Rick Bonus is my oh. fucking guy. I put it in the notes too. I said Connor's guy. Did Rick you? Bonus yeah, for Jack Adams. I'm going to start it now. I'm going to start tweeting it, uh, hashtagging it. Make people so, like, I, I think he's had the same impact on them that uh, Monty's had in the Bruins. It's just Monty's story's better. He's going to win the award. Fair. It is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but you never know. No. Things could change. Like, if Winnipeg goes on and keeps being more impressive than they are right now, like, if they were to add something at the deadline and be even better through the end of the year, they're going to make it super interesting. Either yeah. way, I think that the Bruins have a way better team when it comes to the Jack Adams, so I think that should detract from Montgomery. Much better team. But whatever. In second place in the Central Division, none other than the Dallas Stars. Third, the Colorado Avalanche. Colorado is not going to go down quiet. They are going to make significant additions at the trade deadline. You can almost guarantee it. So I think that's going to buy them a lot of extra points in the standings. And of course, with players getting healthy, getting in a rhythm, playing where they're supposed to be slotted, I think that's going to buy them a lot of points. Get them into third, get them out of the wild card. No sweat off the brow. Everybody relax in Colorado. 
for the Pacific Division. Kevin, goddammit, you're right. I'm a crackhead too. Seattle Kraken in first place. Let's go, baby. Go, I go, was a go. doubter. And Me too. I know that I've seen a lot of people <laughs> in the Seattle uh, Kraken, you know, Twitter and Facebook groups that absolutely hate it when you compare them to the Vegas expansion. But I am sorry. They're super comparable. You are super comparable. You had the same draft rules. Oh, it's the same. They had the same set of everything. They're and you were horrible yeah. in your first year. Obviously, they got some benefit of having no cap space in the league their second year. They got Oliver Bjorkstrand for a song. They were able to sign a bunch of other players this year, surely because they didn't have anywhere else to go. And, and they the had rookie. Shane Wright drop you at fourth overall. The assumed and, number one overall pick. And for the Matt Beneers. Like they just got people now. And then Matty Beneers comes out of college absolutely firing. Yeah. We'll get more into the and then, after this. And then, of course, okay. Martin Jones comes back from Davy Jones's fucking locker. Yeah, I don't get that. That I like. I just, I watched that game the other day against the Bruins and I watched him and I was puzzled. If you could see my face. Watching him make saves, I was like, this guy, because I don't watch a lot of cracking games, to be honest. I was Too like, late. this cat's good now. I was like, what is no, going dude. on? dude. So here's the weirdest thing. He has like a 0.898 save percentage. Both of their so goalies are sub 900. So they're, they're not going win. But then he has but he has a 2.6 GAA. <laughs> like, it's weird. It's the weirdest thing. But he does still suck. That makes sense. Like he just, but no, but he he has, just play good in front of him. But he has a yeah, he's like a twenty-five and two record or something. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. When this whole team is not just a one guy team. Like not a single guy on their team has forty points yet. It's a whole spread out team and it's a team effort. And that's what I love about the Kraken. Every single guy has contributed. They have over nineteen people that have scored a goal. They're playing defense, they're doing it all. It's a team effort, and they love it, and I love it. Let's go cracking, baby. Connor, we'll, give see us your next team. we'll see you at the Winter Classic. Let's give see. us your next teams. My next team, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Kings. They're currently in third. I'm going to bump them up to two. I think they're going to have a trade deadline, a good one. They've got a lot of prospects. Their clock's also ticking on their veterans, so they want to get them a win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the same, you know, looking at, uh, a Tampa or a Boston who's looking yeah. maybe even a Pittsburgh in that respect. Um, but I think they're going to have a pretty big trade deadline. I think that they're going to win out in the Jacob Chikrin uh, saga. I think you're going to see him land in LA. You think they're going to trade Quinn Byfield for him? No, no. You're going to see uh, a B tier prospect and a first round pick. I would okay. assume well, plus plus. They could even go like a minus two. They could go like Alex Turcott. They could go somewhere like that. They have a ton of guys. So they yeah, just... they have so much talent. It's insane. Um, and then third, I'm going to wrap them up, and I'm going to say Vegas hangs in third. I think that Logan Thompson has the ability to be consistent yeah, he's good. with his greatness thus far. Um, the one question mark is going to be Jack Eichel. With Mark Stone being out, you're going to need a lot more from Jack Eichel, who, since coming back from the injury, has still had a little bit of issues on the health side of things. So, A, can he be relied upon to be there? And B, can he put up the production that's going to be needed to propel this team? Can he lead this team to the playoffs? 
That I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have to find out. Yeah, time only. I mean, he's played. He's only played thirty two games this year. He has thirty three points. When he's playing, he's elite. But he is. And how does that a, translate in the playoffs? We don't know. Yeah, he, we've never seen it. He's exactly. still a step behind pre injury Jack. But I, I, I think he. I he hasn't had the time to yeah, get back no, and I agree. get into a rhythm. I agree, I agree completely. I know. Now, you see playoff Kessel on there, good. Yeah, hot, hot dog Phil. For my wild card, we're getting wild. Oh, shit. The Got Minnesota Wild is going to take the first wild card spot. since He they hates Edmonton. Jumped. It's going to be Calgary. <laughs> he hates Edmonton. Nope. Okay. St. Louis? The Nashville oh. Predators. <laughs> oh, that's a tough take there, bud. That is a tough take. But they have the talent. They have the depth talent Buddy. throughout the roster. I think that overall they have Soros and Net. They have a really good defensive core still, as long as they don't blow up another big defenseman off the team. They've, they've played got a left. really solid mm-hmm. core top nine. If they win their next two games, they're only going to be a point behind the other wildcard teams. They are still in the race. And they've got games in hand. That's what I said. They have two games in hand. That's what I mean. Like they, they, they're, they're more in the race than my giggles made seem. But it's like all their players are having down years. That's yeah, I know. It well, really it's would not... be great if they had somebody like uh, Eli Tolvanen to call up, huh? Yeah, it's weird. Like, Ooh. for a team who couldn't <laughs> score goals. Don't on Tolvanen. Guy who couldn't score goals. They like A team that is, have, is having trouble scoring goals gets rid of a pure goal scorer. A guy who's just a pure shooter, and he's doing that successfully in Seattle. Oh, not, it's not. See, what, he has like five goals in Seattle? I don't know. Mm-hmm. My picks... For the West, I'm going in the Central, Dallas 1. I am going Winnipeg 2. Um, Dallas, I just think, is the best team over there, um, offensive talent-wise. I do. I Winnipeg could also win that division. I kind of have that as a toss-up. That might come down to the last two I games. I mean, you have year. to pick the Stars number one, right? I mean, Jamie Benn's not going to go down. No, I don't think he'll go down. And that's the thing. It's like if he won't go down, then they should stay up. I think third, I have Colorado. I just don't see how Colorado doesn't push If you know, forward. you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. The other side, I'm going to go Bruce Cassidy, number one. Oh, oh, no crack and slander here. I'm going to go Seattle. I'm not even going Seattle, two. I'm going LA, number two. I'm going Seattle, three. I do think – I really agree that L.A. is going to have a huge trade deadline. I really like L.A. I've, I've always liked L.A., so I'm not going to change back now. Wild card, I am going Minnesota in the first and Edmonton in the last. I just have this weird feeling that, like, that the, the game script will be messed with if there's even a chance that Connor's not going to be in the playoffs. They won't know what to do. Gary will start, like, pulling strings. We'll see, like, car crashes. Buses won't get to where they need to go. And – Edmonton will make the playoffs. So I I actually just, I really, the thing is with Edmonton is I kind of want them to make the playoffs and lose in the first round so they can blow this team up. I don't, Edmonton and Calgary, I think are, they did like what they needed to do, what everyone was telling they needed to do. And it didn't work. So like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think that like you have Connor and you have Leon you guys should be dominating, but you're not because the surrounding pieces just can't make it work. And I don't know, like it, 
one guy cannot, and I agree with this, like one player in the NHL just can't make a team a winning team. You have to have the right guys around him. Like Wayne Gretzky was the best player of all time, but he played with Yari Curry. He played with Mark Messier. He played with other legendary players. And that's how these teams found that success. And they were built heavy and they were built strong. Edmonton's not that way. I just don't know that like, I just don't think they have the right mix, but I do think they make the playoffs. Um, I just want to round this back around now that we went through both, both sides. Um, and we'll just, you don't even have to give any explanation because we have a good amount of topics to still go through if you want, but the uh, Connor, I want your two Stanley cup teams. Who is your Stanley cup final? I think the Stanley Cup final is going to come down to Boston versus Seattle. That would be fucking electric. I'd be so happy because I'd be just getting ready for my Stanley Cup parade. (laughs) I'd be so happy if we got that. That's a dream. They're good, and they just beat the Bruins 4 nothing. but I would like that. Kev, who do you have? I'm going Boston, and mm, Boston and Dallas. All right. I like that, too. I, I think that's I, – I actually think both those situations very much could happen. I'm going Boston, and it's funny because, like, I, I talk shit about them, and I move them down. But I think I'm going to go Boston and Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg is well-coached, veteran team. Whoa! Like they play heavy. Well coached. I think they have great goaltending. And if it's not them, it's Colorado to me. So it's going to be Winnipeg or Colorado against the Bruins in the Stanley Cup. The Bruins beat Winnipeg. I think they lose if they have to play Colorado. Matchup-wise. I really wow. do. I, I mean, I don't know. I, we all picked the Bruins, right? And we're all slanted that way but i think we could say that's an unbiased decision because i think most people have the bruins coming out of the east right now like as much as we are biased they're pretty good i i actually hate the match there's two teams that i hate the bruins matched up against and as much as i think they could beat the leafs i hate the match with the leafs just the way they fit and i, I hate the, the match with colorado the, the worst matchup i think the bruins can get under the rangers skin and like the players on that team and the fans all tweak out and i think the bruins can play mental warfare i think brad marchand can beat the rangers the, the Rangers defense on top of Shesterkin, they are, they, are they are too big, too physical, they and they are very good they are defensively. Good. And they have an absolute nutbag in goal. The issue in a good is way them, nutbag. <laughs> I think that they'll have to get through Washington or Pittsburgh, and that's their house of horrors. So like, you know, it's it's all interesting. The, the, this is the best I think hockey's been in so long. There's so much parity, and like I'm so excited for the rest of the season for the playoffs. It's even like sports are in a good place. Look at football. Like look at playoffs in football. Like there's so any t- there's ten teams that could have yeah, won I mean, it this year, and now there's there's eight teams that we could all see winning. I don't think the Giants could win, but everyone else could win a Super Bowl. The NHL is the same way. If 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 I were to look at the Stanley Cup final and just look at all of the teams who would qualify for the playoffs and say, okay, if all these teams were to play each other, who would I pick? in a seven game series in the Eastern conference, I think Boston matched up against all seven other teams in their conference. They win in a seven game, yeah, series. A seven game series. Yeah. Agreed. And then if I flip over and I look at the Western conference and I say, all right, in a seven game series, 
who would it be? I don't know. That's no, not I as know. clear. It, no. It's way murkier in the Western Conference. You look because it's like, oh, I think Winnipeg could beat everyone. I think Dallas could beat everyone. I think Colorado you know, could beat everyone. I think Vegas and Seattle could beat everyone. The That's way tough. that I look <laughs> at it is Winnipeg has the the depth and the talent at forward in defense, and they have a really solid goaltender. Dallas also has great depth in the forward and defense. Ottinger's a great goaltender. Can he give it to you again like he did last year? Because that's what you're yeah. going to need. Yeah, and if he does, then but I don't, he's, like... he's still young, so it's, you gotta... it's a huge toss up. You're either going to get, you know, Carter Hart in his first two years, or you're going to get Jordan Bennington now. You know, it, it's like the polarization and the young goaltenders is. I do have something I want to talk about before we get into the rest of things here, just while it's on my head. I'm no longer comfortable paying young goaltenders. No. It's proven. Hart, nope, didn't it hasn't worked. Cal Peterson didn't work. I'm no I'm just I'm no longer comfortable paying young goaltenders. I'm not comfortable paying any goaltenders on contracts more than three years because they're different every single year. These goalies are not Tukarask. Tukarask was the picture of consistency. He did it for so long. Olmark last year compared to Olmark this year are two different players. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Like that, that's just how it goes with goalies. Look at Sergei Bobrovsky. Correct. It's, Another guy. He's like, like I, Hyde. I'm just not comfortable paying goaltenders more than five and a half million dollars ever again. Like I, I really, that's how I feel. The Swayman, and Swayman, of... Swayman's now top 10. He's moving himself up in every category. He's playing great. I ain't giving Swayman $4 million. No, not like Swayman he can't can even three. afford it. He can have three. I, I think I like Swayman. He can't even 2. afford 7. it. 2.7. It's just that I, it, no, no paying goalies. That was my rant. I thought about it in my car at home and I wanted to say no. I'm paying working goalies. on an article for that. I was going to get it out last week and just got swamped over the weekend with shit. So I never got to it, but I will have an article at some point. I'll probably work on it tomorrow about Swayman and a contract. And I have it's a comparables. lot of his comparables and what that looks like. And to be honest with you, he's not in the conversation with a lot of those people like Ottinger. Billy Huso. Um, I mean, who else is in that realm? That's young. Spencer uh, Knight. Spencer Knight. Yeah, he's uh, around four yeah, million. I, I would take Sway over Spencer Knight, though. I would. However, yeah. not at the money. Wanna, do you want to pay him four seven five? No, you can't. You just can't. The Bruins have built themselves up to not pay him that much. So he's, but I don't think he's, he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to be an issue. The Bruins need to ride Olmark as much as they can. Yeah. To help themselves in contract negotiations with Swain. Of course, of course they do. Let's get off Bruins again, but Kev, this is 100% your topic here, buddy. Matt, Matt Boldy extension, how do you feel about it? Oh, I'm loving it. Seven years, seven mil. Keeping them out there in Minnesota. With Two years from now? <laughs> That's going to be stupid, yeah. yeah. He's going to be a 30-goal scorer. Him and Kaprizov going to be running shit with Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. He and should be retired team. by then. He's old. He's in his late thirties. No, this will keep him going in two years. Thirty-seven. No, that's Krill's boy. No, no, I like it. I'm happy. Other, I want to end with a little rumor, boys. So, um, wrap it up. Connor Bedard, watch Kev. What do you have there on that? Um, Still, same teams: Arizona, Chicago. Columbus is sneaking in there because they suck so much. Yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim, I would love Anaheim. That's a good one. But yeah, the more you suck, the more you can have the best player. 
Besides um, that, really, Evander Kane making his return tonight. Yes, yep. That's kind of big. Tuesday, January 17th. Yeah, I mean, pretty much we already touched on the Mark Stone back injury earlier. The so, uh, one thing before we get into our rumor boy, before we get into rumor boys, uh, if you guys want to watch hockey down the stretch, if you guys just want to watch hockey in general, if you want to watch sports in general, insidetherink.com slash ESPN. That's that's our link for you to get ESPN Plus. You get it through us. It helps us. It helps us keep the lights on. It helps Connor's kids eat. I mean, it's super important to us. So uh, insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Use that link. Get ESPN Plus. Watch all your hockey games. Check out our merch. Buy our merch. I say it every week. We still haven't updated our merch. We're working on it. Once it's updated, you'll see it. It'll be promoted everywhere. You, you'll get sick of seeing it. It's going to be everywhere so much. But um, Rumor Boys, who wants it? Who wants it? I'll lay it up for you. Mr. Rick Tockett is coming back. Our good friend Rick Tockett, who took the time to shake our hands and talk to us at the Winter Classic, which I appreciated so much. He like stopped his whoever his handler was that was moving him to like stop and actually take a picture of us and talk, which was awesome. Rick, Rick Tockett's going to be the next head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. It's actually a joke that he's not the coach already because it's being so widely reported. It's so wrong to a veteran coach in Bruce Boudreaux for him to still have to go into that freaking building knowing he's about to get axed. It's the wildest thing. Like, you think the team, the team's going to be like, dude, this guy's like our coach for like the next week? Like, come on, Vancouver. Just stop. I was very, very high on Rutherford prior to him being in yeah, Vancouver. Man, like I wanted Cam Neely fired and to bring Rutherford in as the president of hockey ops. And now I am so thankful that that didn't happen because everything in Vancouver right now is just falling apart at the seams. Like when all that, like when Kevin Weeks is reporting that it's like done, it's done. Like it's done. <laughs> what are you doing? Like why is Bruce Budo still in the building and Rick Tockett still working for TNT? It's so awkward. It, this whole team and like then Rutherford's and not like, even just that they're already assembling his staff. Sergey Gonchar is supposed to be one of the assistant coaches. Yeah. Or to go further. It's like, they're like the core players. Some of these core players won't be here soon. It's like, dude, instead of saying that stuff, why don't you just do it? Because these guys aren't going to want to come to work anymore real soon. Like you have Quinn Hughes, a guy who has been a media darling his whole career. He said not one bad thing about the shithole team he's on coming out and talking against how Tanner Pearson's medical wrist injury, botched. hand injury was handled, saying it was botched, that's bad. It's a real bad look in Vancouver. I, Quinn might, I think Quinn might be trying to get himself out of there. But, like, it's just crazy. Like, I don't – Vancouver's a mess. But Ricky Tockett's going to the Canucks, and I think we can say book it. You guys I'll, agree with that? I'll buy the ticket himself. So. Oh, Kev, you're going to buy him his, his ticket? Yeah, we have JetBlue flights highness to Vancouver. Are you really? Yeah, starting uh, the summer. Oh, that's cool. Want to go to Vancouver? Kind of, yeah. I would actually do that. Be kind of fun. Uh, do you guys have any other rumors for us? We want to save that for next week. I think next week we're gonna be rumor boy heavy. We're gonna be firing off rumors. Yeah, I mean, I think the only rumor that I have is. Uh... I don't know. There might be some stuff to do this summer for the uh, inside the rank folks in another sport. But... Oh, are you talking about inside the diamonds? Oh, I'm talking about inside the diamonds. Inside, inside the, the ranks, di- new favorite baseball media outlet. You probably won't catch Connor or I doing any content over there. But Kevin, yeah. 
Kevin's going to be out there. Kevin's going to be out there doing his Red Sox stuff. I'll be Maybe out a bunch of leagues. Yeah, tagging Kevin. balls, you know. Yeah, Kev's a big balls guy, so he'll be out there doing his baseball stuff. And um, you guys give Inside the Diamonds a follow. Check out InsideTheDiamonds.com. And this is pretty much phase one of the expansion of the forever plans here. But Inside the Diamonds is going to be a place for you to check out all your baseball news. And if it has great success, we'll let you know. If we end up burning it to the ground, we'll let you know. But um, <laughs> Inside the Rink is still your home for all Inside the Inside the Rink is here to stay. Don't you fucking and worry stay about stay tuned it. for Inside the Pitch, our MLS cousin. <laughs> Pasta la vista. <laughs> <laughs>